Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a small business, but they're small enough to meet those needs in a personal way without you having to deal all, all the time with automation and AI-generated voices. And you know what I mean. If you're at a, one of those mega banks, that's what you get. Um Renaissance folks actually answer the phone. And if you want to test that, just go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call and check them out, try them out. And I think you'll be glad you did. I think what you'll find is what I've found when I deal with them and my clients is that they do deliver personal service and uh, they're terrific at helping small businesses and their needs. So check them out. Renaissance Bank, again, renaissancebank.com. Dot com, Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Stacy Georges. Stacy is with Special Needs Respite. She's the founder. And Stacy, welcome back. You've been here before. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, thank you so much. So for those that don't know about Special Needs Respite, how are you serving folks out there? Oh, thank you for asking. We are a nonprofit that supports families that are raising special needs children. And the way we do that is that we raise money and we distribute what we'd like to call maybe a stipend and they get a set amount of money. They can spend it only on special needs child care. So they get to budget their money. They can go away for just a whole weekend, like if it's an anniversary, or they can just go out like a couple times a month and then reapply after the three months are up. So you're you're really dealing not just with the child that has special needs. What what you're you're aimed at is the is really caregiver care, if that's a term, <laughs> care for that exactly. caregiver, right? Okay. I am, yes. Care for the caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the word respite because mm-hmm. that's a like a government funding word that rings a bell with that group. But I usually have to explain that respite is really just a break for a 24 hour caregiver. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's usually the parents that are taking care of a special needs child or adult. Um, somebody that you just can't take your eyes off of or, you know, some kind of accident or disaster could happen. So we want to give those parents a break because they've got a lot of stress. And I'll talk a little bit more about what happens with that. Yeah, let's do that. But but before we do that, let's just clarify that you're working with parents of special needs children, not um, children of older adults that need uh, extra help and that kind of thing, right? I mean, you've got a specific niche in dealing with parents of special needs children. Well, the the parents apply and we ask them, what is the child's diagnosis? And we help families that have someone that's 25 years old and under. Mm-hmm. 
So I realize that's not considered an, I mean, it is considered an adult with our, um, you know, government system, anything over 18. But with the special needs community, of course, they don't have the abilities of a typical 25-year-old. And they are also going to be um, aged out of the school system at 22 usually. And they really need to get disability support from the government. Mm. But that doesn't happen all, you know, magically. There's a lot of uh, paperwork involved and guardianship um, court cases. So we are offering it to people that have children 25 and under. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about some of the circumstances that parents deal with. I mean, put put some color around some of the uh Angst and exhaustion, maybe those are the uh, those are some words to use that uh, your parent caregivers are dealing with. Yeah, well, the first thing I like to point out is that people that have a special needs child never signed up for this. They're people just like you and me. Maybe they went to college and they had a great career. Mm-hmm. So both husband and wife were working and then they decide to have children and this child needs way more um, attention medically, physically, all those therapies than, than you would expect from a typical child. So all of a sudden, both parents probably can't work. One of them either is underemployed or not employed at all. And so this is the kind of thing that just can happen to anyone. And then they go to their usual things like church. And the church rejects them because they can't handle this child. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most heartbreaking things because you would think that going to the church would be the place for you to get rest. But um, even though it is getting better, more and more churches are having special needs programs uh, for the parents so that they can go to church. Um, it's, It's not everywhere and not everyone can handle that sort of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you were asking me about a specific family though. And, um, I have well, some really, did you want to ask me something different? Well, no, well, I was just going to say, you don't have to mention names, of course, but I mean, oh, so no. if you could just mention maybe some circumstances that help, help our listeners, uh, put some, uh, color around what we're talking about here, about some of these specific situations that you work in. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have two lovely ladies that have adopted like five to six children, and they all have different racial backgrounds. Mm. And um, they contacted us because they found out that one of their um, the young men were um, had autism. And so they we were able to give them respite care for him, even though and they were able to take a break. And they were so grateful. So um, anytime we need a testimonial, they are ready to give it. Mm-hmm. And um, and another couple were in their 50s and they decided to adopt from Russia. And I didn't realize this at the time, John, but I think most of the time when you adopt from Russia or from, you know, not domestically, um, it's a very high possibility you're going to get a special needs child either from, you know, them being in an orphanage or just the trauma of losing their parents. It's going to be the kind of child that needs some extra, you know, um, therapies. Okay. Right. So those people are opening their homes to this child that needs so much. And it breaks my heart. But as soon as they sign that paper for um, adoption, they don't get support. 
Mm. There's not a, you know, we help adoptive parents um, government program. There are some nonprofits that try to do it. But um, one of the things we want to do is, um, you know, whatever the diagnosis, give those parents a break so that they can make better decisions. They can be healthier and, you know, a stronger parent for that child. Well, and I think this needs to be said, too, that even if, let's say you have a foster parent that has a special needs child, the the support they get from um, DFACs or, or what have you is doesn't come anywhere near generally to the cost of of what it takes to care for that child, depending on what their issue is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually a foster parent will have more than one. They'll right. usually have multiple children in their home yeah. um, because, like you said, there's not enough money for each child. But if you have several of them, you can maybe, you know, um, get along, I guess. Well, um, yeah, we've had some other folks that work in foster care area and what the, what they say is that you know the support is just not there so uh we we you know relative to what uh the the size of the heart that's involved in those parents that uh, take those kids on um uh well let's talk about what happens when parents don't get respite okay um I'm so glad you asked that because this is this is exactly what we need to focus on is that when somebody never gets a break, they have physical, mental um, issues. And the Surgeon General just came out with this. I heard it yesterday, but it might have been earlier. But our new Surgeon General, Murthy, has said that we are experiencing an epidemic that is even more severe than COVID. And it is isolation and loneliness. And I was so excited, John, because this is something I've been talking about for years that um, according to psychology today, isolation and loneliness shortens life equal to obesity or smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Mm. So I just got a big boost in something that I've been saying for a long time. Um, there's a whole lot of reasons for that. But the the point is, is that uh, uh, many Americans are exper- experiencing loneliness and isolation. And when that happens, you start to get hopeless. Mm-hmm. You don't have someone around you that's encouraging you. Um, and this happens very quickly with a special needs family because, like I said, they get rejected from church. They um, even just go into a playground. The other parents don't know how to handle this child that's, you know, maybe running wild or going up to their child and they get worried. So all of a sudden these parents are like, I don't think I even want to go out. Mm. You know, they they can't just take them to a restaurant because if they make noises and stuff, the other people at the restaurant are looking at them or, you know, asking the manager to send them out. So all that stuff happens. Plus physical for people that have, you know, a child that they have to lift. That is a very common thing, migraine headaches and um, back injuries. And if you think about it, one of the most common things is sleep deprivation. Mm. 
And I think I mentioned this the last time I was on, you know, like the first thing that um, that the army would do to somebody that they would consider a spy mm-hmm. or um, or a prisoner of war. When they want to get information out of them, they keep them awake mm. for 24, 48 hours. They play loud music. And then when that person is so tired, they will tell them almost anything. Mm. And here we are with two parents that are sleep deprived. They are, number one, driving their kids to and from therapies in a sleep deprived state. Mm-hmm. Now it's everybody's problem, right? Uh, right? We're always talking about traffic. So what if you've got somebody on the road that's falling asleep and swerving and, you know, it's endangering all of us. So that's one of my, one of my things that, um, that are really, I think we can all relate to because at some point, you have had sleep deprivation, either you know, in, in college or during work when you have a special project, you stayed up all night, or when you get a new baby and that baby's not sleeping. So what if that baby never grows up? Yeah. Wow. That puts it in perspective. Good. I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was thinking when I had had uh, a little one in my arms, I was wondering if I was going to get any sleep, but that was a long time ago now for me, and I I don't have to worry about that like the people that you serve do. And um, so let's talk about older special needs children because this is where you get into um um. Uh, even further issues as, as, uh, parents age and have further difficulty keeping up with, with that, um, child of theirs now adult of theirs. Um, talk about some of those issues. Cause I'm sure you have families like that as well, right? Yes. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is when boys go into adolescence and they are stronger than the mother and they're still having a what we would call a tantrum in a two-year-old, mm-hmm. what we call it a meltdown when we're talking about special needs people, dysregulation, when they have lost their self-control and they literally feel like they're fighting for their life. So, you know, they've, they've got that extra burst of energy and mom can't handle them anymore. So that's a real challenge in the special needs community. They're it's getting better. I always say that because I've been doing this for 20 years now. And I see that now there's actually behavioral therapists that will come to your home and help train your child. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, like you said, what happens when mom and dad are too um, physically disabled themselves to care for this child? Right. And um, sometimes that means they, you know, have to put them into a group home Mm -hmm. and that's getting better, too. John, I like to be positive about this. There are more and more places where people are taking a a rental property and they're making it into a a home for adults so that, you know, there are caregivers going in and taking care of these adults so that they can live in the community. So those are all helpful. But everybody needs to have end of life plans. And this is like a special needs trust. Mm -hmm. And I know when we hear trust, we think of people that have a trust fund and we think of, you know, the Rockefellers or, you know, Donald Trump's children might have a trust, but we all need a trust when it comes to 
our children that can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take care of this child? Who's going to make the medical decisions for them? Um, so we do work with um, several different attorneys that are willing to help make those end of life plans. It's just hard to convince people because nobody wants to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but um, most people will see that you don't have to do something for your child. Yeah. 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 And you don't want to make those decisions when you're uh, incapacitated, uh, you know, uh, near the end of your life. And you're, uh, <laughs> you don't want to make those decisions then. You want to make them in a, in a much more calm and thoughtful way. So, um, for sure. So let's talk about, um, the services that you provide. I mean, what specifically, let's say, you know, someone calls you up and says, Hey, Stacey, I've heard of you and I've got this issue. You know, what can you do for me? How do you answer that question? Okay. Well, first I would say you got to go to the website and fill out the application. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so happy to say that our application takes about 15, 20 minutes. Um, anybody that has a special needs child has probably done applications that take a year. Um, and, you know, it's just thick as a book, et cetera. And our goal is to make it as easy as possible. So it is it's not difficult to fill out the application. And you just go to specialneedsrespite.org and we make it as simple as possible. There's a big old block that says get help. Mm-hmm. Click. And then you'll see apply in blue letters and you click there. So we ask them the diagnosis and if they have any other funding. So, for example, um, one of the questions that I'm always thinking, if I was trying to decide if I gave to a nonprofit, I would say, well, don't my tax dollars pay for this? So here's the answer is there is a program, but it's way underfunded. And we'll talk about that in a second. But we ask them, do you have the comp, the now waiver, which helps pay for respite care? Mm -hmm. If they say no, we encourage them to apply for that. Because after you take a year filling it out, then you get put on a wait list. And we know this. But special needs respite can give them smaller periods of time. And I say it's it's like, you know, giving them hope Mm -hmm. while they're waiting. They can get those, um, you know, date nights or maybe a weekend away while they're waiting on that wait list. Um, So that's the way it works is that, you know, they apply, they give us this information and then we ask them, do you have your own caregiver? And if they do, we will pay that caregiver. Okay, so we don't tell them who they have to use. I think it's always should be the parent's choice and the parent should vet this caregiver. Okay. And if they say they don't have a caregiver, we do have another um, organization that we refer to. Mm -hmm. And again, the parent meets the caregiver, the parent decides whether this is a good match. So never do we uh, force a family to use a specific caregiver. Um, And I know that's a a concern for most parents. I mean, so many people that I've met, they say, oh, my gosh, we've never been anywhere since Junior was born. Mm. And one of the reasons is because they're afraid. Maybe he he doesn't communicate well, and they're afraid that something might happen, and they won't even know it. So um, that's how it works. Got it. Got it. Okay. So uh, you've got you rely on outside support. Obviously, you're a nonprofit, five hundred one c three. Let's talk about 
the support you receive, how you who who supports you, who listening to this uh, show uh, ought to be interested. Uh, let's put it that way, and um, and events you have coming up and that you have regularly throughout the year. Right. So I know since you're called Business Radio X, you probably have some business owners that are following you. And I would say that, you know, almost everybody knows somebody who has a special needs child at this point. And when you see someone struggling, you might think, oh, I couldn't take care of that child. I don't know how I could help. So this is my answer is that if a business owner that has a friend or relative that has a special needs child, we would love to partner with you and set up something where we bring value to your business, whether it be uh, marketing or um, I have a psychologist that wants us to like educate the parents that she works with. I'm happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be to bring value to your business and you get your name out in the community. For example, like with our golf tournament, we're going to do marketing for businesses that sponsor us. And I know people see that and they say, oh, well, that business gives back to the community. I think I'll make sure that I use that business. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the people that we're looking for is people that are business owners that can use their marketing dollars or business owners that have a heart for special needs because they have a relative or a friend that is affected by it. Yeah, that's terrific. So you've got, um, we're recording this show here in, in, uh, let's say late July, early August, 2023, uh, here in a few months, you've got a big golf tournament coming up, a big fundraiser. Let's talk about that. Yes, we do. Oh, I am so excited, John, because when, uh, this will be our third tournament and the first two, um, when I did them, the, the, Golf Pro was so sweet, but he was honest with me. And he said, you know, Stacy, we could make so much more money um, having a, the golf tournament with a for-profit, say, you know, a big restaurant that brings all their employees for a golf day. So he told me I would never get this kind of date. But this year at Eagle Watch in Woodstock, they have given us October 9th. Mm. If you golf, you know that October is the most beautiful month in Georgia Mm -hmm. and is one of the nicest times to play golf. So we are going to be meeting at Eagle Watch in Woodstock on October 9th. And that just happens to be Columbus Day. Mm. Now, I know Columbus gets a lot of flack for some things that uh, happened there with the Indians. But we're going to see it as an opportunity because Monday is usually, you know, a work day, but this time it's actually going to be a holiday. So um, those of you that golf and um, you want to use that, you know, I'm going to have to play golf for a good cause. I cannot stay home that day. Right. Um, we, yeah. would, we would love to have you. So um, that's going to be fantastic. You can sponsor or golf. You go to that same website, specialneedsrespite.org. And the first thing you'll see is a golf club and a ball. And you click on that and you can either sponsor by, you know, by, and then you get a sign for uh, what we need right now is breakfast sponsors and lunch sponsor. Mm-hmm. And the most popular one, of course, is the drink cart sponsor because everybody's <laughs> going to get a little, everybody's going to get some, some, um, promotion of when uh, someone goes to get a drink, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the things that are going on. 
But um, I just also want to mention that we do two big fundraisers a year. So the golf tournament is October 9th. And then every March, we have a dinner dance. We call it Rockin' for Respite. Okay. And again, it's an opportunity for um, businesses to sponsor a table. We hope that you'll bring your friends so that more people hear about our cause. And it's just a wonderful night. You can take your wife out and tell her, tell her you're taking her dancing. We have a, a wonderful R&B band that plays for us. And people just went nuts over that last year. That's terrific. That's terrific. That sounds, both of these events sound like a lot of fun. And, um, you know, if you've got, uh, uh, employees or, or clients that you want to, uh, show some love to and, and, uh, have a raise money for a great cause at the same time, this, these, both of these events sound like, uh, uh terrific events, special needs, respite.org for more information. Uh, and, uh, check it out. Um, so Stacy, this has been great. Is there anything else we need to make sure listeners, um, know before we wrap it up here? Well, we mentioned that we, uh, we're only using, um, donations from, you know, businesses and, um, private donors. And, um, one of the things that I, I always tell people is that, yes, there is a program, from the government that is supposed to be paying for um, this respite care, Mm -hmm. but it currently has 7,155 families sitting there waiting for the money. Mm. And right now all the money is spent that has been allocated. Now, Senator Albers and and Senator Harrell tried to make the point that we need more. In fact, Georgia only gives 2.82 million and the national average is 4.6 million so we're under we're underspending plus the um way under, way underspending <laughs> and then let's just throw in the fact that they have a uh, surplus of 6.6 billion mm-hmm. and yet they're not allocating it to this group of people that are so isolated and alone and sometimes they feel like their only option is to murder their child and commit suicide Mm. it gets that bad sometimes it is that bad when people lose hope they just don't see any other way out nobody else can take care of this child but me and i can't do it anymore so we're both checking out Mm. wow um, that's a sobering way to kind of wrap it up here. Um, but, um, Hey, this has been, uh, really informative Stacy and thank you for the great work you and your team are doing, uh, in this regard, we're delighted we could shine a light on that work, but before we let you go, let's give contact information one more time, how folks can be in touch. Okay, we are Special Needs Respite, and that's just what we do. So the website is specialneedsrespite.org, because all nonprofits are usually .org. We are on Facebook. Um, gosh, what are all those? Uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find Special Needs Respite 
on all three of those. And those are the most current events. You'll see, you know, what what's happening. We show families that we really helped. We we tell numbers of how many people we have been able to serve and what's going on for fundraising. So please, I know everybody says that follow us on social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like Facebook, face, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So just check it out, specialneedsrespite.com. Um, or I'm sorry. Dot org. Dot org. Sorry. I, I'm sorry, John. I, I, but... I screwed that up. Special <laughs> needs, okay. Specialneedsrespite.org, folks. Uh, check it out. You'll get all that, all the links and information there, and certainly for the uh uh, biannual events that you have both the dance and then the upcoming golf tournament here this October, 2023, uh, Stacy, uh, great to have you. Thanks again for your great work and, uh, good luck. We hope you, you hope you do well. Thanks so much, John. You thank, have th- fun. thank you. Hey folks, just a, a quick reminder as we wrap it up here. If you've got dysfunction in your back office, if you have are spending way too much time on administrative tasks or bookkeeping or other issues that are keeping away keeping you from dealing with your customers most effectively, then you need some help. And that help can come in the form of office angels. They have a whole team of angels that fly in and get that work done for you, and then they fly out and they do it on an ongoing or as needed basis. They re- help you restore the joy to your business. Go to officeangels.us to learn more, or better yet, just pick up the phone and call them, 678-528-0500. Tell them I sent you, and know this, that I use their services, and they do great work for me, and so uh, I know that they will do the same for you. So go check them out if you've got some of those things that need to be cleared up in your business. And just a couple of quick reminders that uh, I've got a book coming out later this year. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you're a professional services provider with your own practice and you are dealing with pricing and positioning, uh, business development issues, this book may be for you. So go to pricevaluejourney.com to learn more. And I want to thank you, our listener, for your support. We're almost to show number 700, and we've only gotten this far because of you and your support. Thank you for that. And if you have heard something here that makes you want to share the show, please do that. Um, I can't imagine that you don't know a few folks that have uh, our families with adult special needs children that need some some of this care. So if you or you know somebody that's passionate about this particular um, subject. So please share the show. It helps us get the great work, uh, the, the word out on the great work that community business leaders like Stacy are doing and helps us live into our mission to be the voice of business in North Fulton. So for my guest, Stacy Georges, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.